0: It's been uh, it's been a while.
1: It has been a while since we've done it, but probably not a while since we've posted one.
0: <laughs> the best part is that there's no consistent date of recording and there's no consistent date of posting. We so like, kind of come had out a for a
1: while but then we kind of messed up that pattern.
0: But also we're not making money so we're not tied to it at all you know.
1: Yeah. that's why we don't we don't let the corporate the corporate cycle <laughs> infiltrate our creativity. If we want to record on a Sunday, we will.
0: Before we started recording this podcast and kind of during, we were thinking about doing this with, like, a college radio station or, like, Stanford or something. Yep. And I was thinking about that today, and I'm like, I'm kind of really happy we aren't doing that because I bet half the stuff we talk about would not
1: fly. That's true, but I still think that a radio edit could be kind of cool if we we somehow figured that out. But it's also nice not having to figure that out. And would we
0: like record separate ones for them or like i don't know it's just like a whole different world
1: i think us selling out can you imagine us selling out sell out, mm-hmm. sell out. that's a one so cool song that we reference sometimes um <laughs> i think that we would take our existing episodes and just take the good parts that aren't inappropriate so that we could still say whatever we wanted and then we would just refine it to be, like, you know, a radio edit of the episode. <laughs> That's good. I've never really thought about that. The way you censor a song, you just censor a podcast. <laughs> right, you censor, but it's really just editing it down, so it's not really censoring it.
0: What if I don't change the runtime, but I just delete the sections of it that are inappropriate, so there'll be, like, five minutes of silence in between the things we sounds good. about? You
1: know, I bet that would, like, come across as just, like, really edgy, and, like, we're not conforming to the corporate system, so... It's you know <laughs> that that would that would get us a lot more listeners.
0: Can you imagine someone playing you a podcast and there's just five minutes of silence and you have to just like sit there <laughs> and be like yeah okay
1: be <laughs> like hmm I guess I mean- okay it says a lot about
0: society. Riley, you had something to say, yeah.
1: Why are we filming on a Sunday? I'm filming. Oh, why are we recording on a Sunday?
0: Uh, if I'm. Not mistaken, in a mm-hmm. few days, you're going to have a crucial bone in your jaw
1: removed. Not only in a <laughs> few in days, but tomorrow. I don't know. Is it in oh, your jaw? T- what t- do tomorrow. teeth count as?
0: Okay, teeth. It's anyway, teeth. I'm getting my expect-
1: wisdom teeth out. Everyone has it, so we don't have to dwell on that. But <laughs> I do think, as a um, cheesy, stupid premise that will actually hopefully bring us to a deeper conversation, we well, should look at every song that we listen to through the perspective <laughs> of the wisdom that it gives us. Oh, whoa, that was nice. I was thinking you were gonna say through the lens of teeth. And I'm like, that's gonna be
0: very difficult. I
1: think that that should be our like <laughs> our secondary lens. You can't have just yeah. one lens. So primary lens <laughs> is wisdom. <laughs> secondary, secondary lens is teeth. Lens is teeth. This is good. The, like I'm on board. John Lennon song that like at the end, it just someone screams, like she has matching teeth. <laughs> no, I think about Wait, that what? a lot.
0: What era was that from?
1: I do not remember, but I do remember hearing like a short interview from him about that, where he was like, yeah, I don't remember like who shouted that in the recording studio, but I feel like it must have been me, because I kept on thinking about the concept of matching teeth.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, he's also God like, like eh, I don't know. You're matching teeth!
0: You're matching teeth! Uh, They're probably so high that they have no concept of where their voice is coming from. I googled it, and Mm -hmm. now there are all these results about John Lennon's wisdom teeth being sold online.
1: Yo, can we buy his wisdom teeth? That that fits wisdom and teeth, because it's wisdom teeth, which is the theme.
0: (laughs) It's also where we started, so we can't say that's
1: a connection because that's exactly how this all started. I love when, like, people use philosophical arguments like that. It's like... (laughs) The Bible is the word of God. Therefore, if there's a word of God, then God must be real. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: like, wait a minute, wait a minute, (laughs) Well, someone's planning to clone John Lennon. They're going to make a clone of him. With the teeth? Yeah, with the wisdom. I don't think that's
1: possible, but he's saying he can do it. Also, it could have been Paul McCartney. I might be mixing them up. Which one of them is weirder?
0: Definitely John Lennon. John Lennon's the only one I genuinely like, and he's definitely the worst person, but... He has a lot more edge to him.
1: Riley, what do you think about Julian Lennon? <laughs> Julian Lennon?
0: Son of God. I can't begin to explain, explain how powerful this man is. <laughs> the I feel bad powerful. for him. Like, now that we've had some time away and we can think about our opinions of him, I just feel bad for him. Because everyone talks about John Lennon's other son, who's definitely more interesting. I don't know about more talented, but... <laughs> I mean no one ever talks about Jesus' younger brother. Yeah. Whoa, wait, this is powerful.
1: Who is Jesus' younger brother? Does he even have one? Jesolf. Jesolf. He didn't he didn't make it into the Bible, so there's no like real record of him, but he was there. Yeah,
0: metaphor for the music industry, man. The all Bible he wanted was, was to be games. a dancer.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and all those other weird magic stuff's happening around him. He's like, I just want a career in dance.
1: Yeah, that was virgin mary wasn't a virgin like that time like that wasn't a virgin birth to be clear um at some point she was like i'm done with this shit
0: also also i found it it was paul mccartney it It was was. on the song caesar rock from his most recent album so you're like up to date
1: yeah i remember i remember that it was actually a recent ish thing I know um, he's
0: from like yeah. one of the most popular bands in the world, but I feel like you're in the minority of people who actually listen to his 17th solo album.
1: <laughs> well, see, I was just listening to the Beatles station on Sirius XM, and they were oh my God, they were playing his album and some of his short interview clips. So that's how I know I, so much yeah. about this one's very specific thing.
0: I literally discovered Sirius XM, like those stations today, like this morning. There that's are so insane. many stations. And I love it, I love it because it's things like this, it'll be like random little bits of audio and then they'll play some song <laughs> that you haven't heard but you feel like you should have because, I don't know, it's awesome.
1: I like it on the very specific channels where it's like a like a band, how they'll play like the versions of, different versions of the song back to back, or like mm-hmm. covers of it. Um, because like that's not something you would normally hear on the radio like the same song multiple times but it's right it's
2: they're dedicating
0: so time. much airtime to one band and that they that's like what they're supposed it's to do like literally
1: when you go to channel like you know 24 or whatever it is it's like the beatles channel and they only play <laughs> beatles music and covers of beatles songs and oh, other Beatles so artists solo music
0: God, imagine working there. That would. Oh, I guess for the Beatles, there's so many decades and so many spinoffs and stuff that there's enough to, like, have enough content there. But there are some of these channels that definitely have to rely on repeats.
1: Yeah, there's, like, a Grateful Dead one. I don't know if I'm...
0: The Grateful Dead would be pretty sick because they have so many recordings. They do but have a lot. I do. I have a thing to say, but I don't know if it's, like... Say, say your thing. ...relevant or important.
1: Th- a, a what short, is this podcast, it's a short if not irrelevant, unimportant <laughs> <It's> strains <laughs> yeah. of thought?
0: Okay, there were two men, okay? The, one of them was named Bill, and the other one was named Jimmy. And in 1987, they released this song that sampled the Doctor Who theme song, and, like, the only lyrics were, like, Doctor Who puns in the <laughs> song. And then it got to number one on the British charts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And they went on like top of the pops and stuff, and like performed it, and like got super popular and lots of money. And then they wrote a book on like how to get a number one song. What <laughs> and they said they said they'll give you their your money back if your song doesn't reach number one. And then there's like all these rumors about bands who like actually followed it and it worked out. And obviously, you don't hear about the ones that wait really they actually work got out. number ones. Yeah, like a few, like two bands. <laughs> and then That's they're called the KLF, by the way k-l-f like that's the name of the band and then the original name was uh the time lords because they wrote released a doctor who song it's so dumb it's a terrible song and you shouldn't listen to it uh, and then they changed their name to the klf which everyone like there's no reason for the acronym like it doesn't stand for anything but people have like interpreted it to be a bunch of different things and then uh they it, like, fired, like, mi- fake machine guns at, like, the award ceremonies and, like, brought sheep everywhere they went to, like, make fun of the music, the mainstream music audience. What the And heck? then <laughs> they released one of my favorite albums of all time and one of the greatest albums of all time called The Chill Out, and it's barely even music. It's, like, an audio collage. And I just want to read you some of the song titles because it's yes, something Yes, please else. do so. So basically it's, like... The whole thing takes place as like a a nighttime drive from uh, Texas to Louisiana. That's and awesome. You like hear these sounds of like a train passing and like sheep and it gets weirder and weirder and like more spiritual and stuff and like there's no real story, but you kinda piece it together. Okay. That sounds track so one is cool. Brownsville turnaround on the Tex Mex border, pulling out of Ricardo and the dusk is falling fast. Six hours to Louisiana, comma, black coffee going cold. That one kills me. That one, fuck, that's so vibey. I don't know why. And then, like, Dreamtime in Lake Jackson, Elvis on the radio, steel guitar in my soul. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Wichita Lineman was a song I once heard. And they, like, sample a ton of songs. Like, it's like he's like flipping through radio stations. And sometimes they'll mention songs in the title that they didn't even sample in the song. So I don't even know why they, <laughs> why they said that.
1: Wait, sir, then, what's it called again?
0: Uh, the, KL, the band is the KLF, and the album is Chill Out. And then the album cover is A Bunch of Sheep in a Field. <laughs> and then the final three songs on the album that, I mean, I get goosebumps just, like, reading them. A Melody from a Past Life Keeps Pulling Me Back, Rock Radio into the 90s and beyond, and then the final song is Alone Again with the Dawn Coming Up. <laughs>
1: I'm going to listen to this tonight. I am very intrigued. It's it's terrifying
0: and beautiful and very good high. <laughs> and uh I can't tell if it's relaxing or not because some parts of it are like deeply unnerving and like kind of jolt you and like make it so like you can't sleep because you're like on edge. And then some parts are just like gorgeous and like ambient.
1: Now, is this on uh Spotify or is it only like on YouTube? Oh, Funny story, okay, wait, I
0: didn't finish, I didn't finish my story, I forgot about the most important part. So after they released this album, they went to a mysterious <laughs> island in Scotland and burned one million dollars. <laughs> what? And then on, like, they, like, recorded this, like, home movie where, while they were bu- built burning the a million dollars, which, due to inflation, is two million dollars now, which wow. is insane. Uh, they said, oh, we're gonna delete all of our music. For purchase anywhere, and you can no longer buy it. So after 1994, you can no longer buy, or download, or stream any of their music legally. <laughs> they deleted everything. <laughs> that's
1: so. That's awesome. What a what it's, a move.
0: Jesus Christ, man. And like in all the interviews now, they like they're like, oh my God, if that was so dumb, like uh, our kids, you know, have to go to college and stuff, <laughs> and we have to like actually get jobs. <laughs> There's this insane video where like so when they burnt the a million quid as they call it in England They like had to go on this talk show basically to defend themselves because people were so angry about it They were like yelling at them and like insulting them on live TV for burning the million dollars And they would just be like really calm and like respond really politely And then like the host would like make some sarcastic comment to like make fun of them and everyone would laugh And it was like
1: it's so surreal Is it illegal to burn quid?
0: Uh, There's been a lot of debate about it, but ultimately no, I think, is what they decided, at
1: least in 1994. I'm looking at the pictures of it, and I really like, it's just, it's satisfying to see money burn for some reason. I know, that was the thing, they're
0: like, everyone's like, why did you do this? And it's like, I don't know, it's like, it it just felt important, like that's what they said. And they said it, like it felt like it was like the necessary thing to do, and that they think (laughs) it would help people. And everyone's like, help people, like your money's not going anywhere. But I think it does. (laughs) It does help, though. Like I think, like like what you said, it feels powerful to see somebody be able to do this.
1: Yeah, it, it can feel somewhat liberating if you know, in a capitalist society, everything is controlled by these little pieces of paper, and you're you're kind of setting yourself free by burning it. But you could also like. Donate it to a good cause
0: So so But then So that was the thing That's what everyone said it was like Oh what if you gave this To charity and stuff mm-hmm. And they're like Rock stars spend Billions of dollars On fucking drugs And cars And no one bats an eye But as soon as you burn it Everyone's angry That's So they're funny. like We could
1: Rock stars <laughs> probably spend Like that much money Just making bigger fires
2: Right <laughs> So like Right the- That's it.
1: Like, why are they angry at these people? People have spent it on
0: so much worse shit, like actually hurting themselves and hurting other people. But as soon as this happens, everyone gets all mad. (laughs) And you know, if the KLF had spent it on cocaine and stuff, no one would have questioned it.
2: I think, I think of all the people who are in need of help in this country, and in your own country, yeah. millions of them, and they're so badly off <clears throat> and so on. I think of the kids down in Cork at the moment who are starving, uh, fasting, uh, uh, through the Christmas period in the, in the centre of the city in order to raise money for the homeless and so on. And, and a great number of people, including myself, must be looking at you both and saying, what kind of weird people are you? Yeah. Hang, hang, hang on, <clears throat> there's, there's no... Um, you wouldn't friendly, I know, I know, I know that, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people, if we'd gone and spent the money on swimming pools and Rolls Royces, yep. I don't think people would be upset. No. It's because we've burnt it yes. that they're upset. And, uh, but we actually think, we found when we've been going around and we've been asking audiences, is there anybody in the audience who'd like to burn a million pounds or had that feeling in them sometime I don't know if there's anybody here tonight but we found people that, that have have burnt a million, wanted to burn a million pounds You wanted to burn a million pounds? Yeah. It's refreshing, it's
3: refreshing. refreshing. the whole idea Why? Money is just money uh, you lose the idea of uh, purpose in your life and um, you know t- to draw on your
0: own resources I mean, yeah. taking a SAS course, living maggots, <laughs> it's good for you. You know, it, it makes you more resourceful and yeah. innovative.
1: That's a really good point. I like that they did that. They, Good on them.
0: Good on them. I know we're <laughs> like 20 years late to the party, but
1: you guys did the right thing. Yeah. And there's lots of wisdom in that, but we don't have time to get into that wisdom, because we have to get into the wisdom of this song. <laughs> Okay, the first song. What's the first song? Ready for this first song? The first oh, song yeah. is... You may think it's reminiscent of uh, Dear Evan Hansen, but it's it's not. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> Look Through My Window. Whoa. That's a little creepy, but, like, maybe, maybe it's also, like, the Taylor Swift vibe. I don't know.
0: Wait, I feel like I know a song. I don't know. I won't guess. And it's by it's about- The Mamas and the Papas. Oh. I would never would have guessed that. I...
1: I've... You know, parents are supposed to be—they're really the first source of wisdom for a child. <laughs> oh my god! Like that—that that is true. That is a big, informative thing in a child's life. So, um, it kind of connects. We'll see.
0: These are—they're a, a huge band. They wrote "California Dreaming," and a few other ones. Really? Yeah, they oh. like were like huge in Laurel Canyon in like the '60s. They also all had affairs with each other, like, everyone in the band was sleeping with someone else in the band and married to the other person in the band.
1: Is that, like,
0: consensual? Was it, like, polygamous? Oh, yeah, they actually were infamous, because one of their songs was about polygamy, and then they, like, never released it because they got in trouble. But there there was definitely, like, not a good thing, and they were always arguing, and eventually they had to break up
1: sounds fun <laughs> <laughs> so it's the mama and papa swingers and the
2: rain deep's on my roof and it does not ask for proof it's not that lover we
0: best song of our entire show I think
1: I just need to listen to it a lot more times <laughs>
0: Oh, that's not a good sign
1: no I mean I'm like I, I really enjoyed the song but just the lyrics are so like beautifully vague that mm-hmm. I just I want to like truly like listen to it and explore like the ideas in this song a lot further
0: oh it's so good usually the songs on this podcast i like kind of from a distance i'm like this is good for what it is but this one is like i think genuinely like perfect songwriting
1: it's so good okay but where, where do we where do we start in our discussion <laughs> of this
0: well i thought i mean genius always gives me gives me like red herrings like it kind of throws you in the wrong direction i think the most important line is with uh, looking through my window to the street below see the people hurrying by with someone to meet some place to go and I know I should let go. I think that's all mm-hmm. that matters.
1: That that is definitely the the biggest one that jumped out at me.
0: And that is a brilliant <laughs> lyric. I love that. <laughs>
1: There's something about like the way that it says like like the hurrying where it feels like a weird mixture of like slow motion but they're also all a blur and it just makes you feel so utterly alone and still Mm -hmm. when everyone else like has something to do
0: like a purpose yeah there's a there's definitely a distance there and that's what the title suggests also it was like the window is the difference between you and them you know
1: yeah yeah it's like it's this weird barrier where you know it's you can still see but you're still stuck and i don't know it also kind of feels like yeah, the street below. So he, he's in, like, a high-rise building, like, looking, uh-huh. like, down on these people. So there's another layer of just, like, being removed. Like, ugh. Uh, there's just so much.
0: And then, like, um okay, and the harmonies are, that's what this band is known for. And, like, all the bands that, like, they came around with were also known for. But, like, I really appreciate that here. And the way that they, like, kind of differ from each other casually Like, they'll all be Mm -hmm. singing the same thing, and then each of them will kind of go off in a different direction, and it's just so, like, beautiful.
1: It was also so cool how sometimes, like, like they would just switch who was singing the line halfway through the line, but, like, in a way (laughs) that, like, felt good and, like, made sense, and it just, it felt like this, you know, it is one character that's, like, having these thoughts, but it's also, like, the battle between, like, their thoughts almost. It just felt, like, more, like, chaotic and despondent somehow i don't know how to explain it
0: yeah they're always really playful like that's what i've noticed about this band almost to their own detriment because i've seen a lot of live videos and stuff where they kind of just like are like i've seen one where uh what's her name michelle phillips is like eating a banana like while she's supposed to be lip-syncing <laughs> <laughs> And it's like okay this is cute and quirky but like what am i what's the point of this like so they always have this kind of like back and forth like Joking attitude. I like that
1: a lot. Okay, I need... Can we talk about proof? Does because it say proof? Like, like oh. just the idea of proof. It's, like, in the first... And also, it starts with and, which that's always a bold move for a song. Wow, I think it what works is, here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the rain beats on my roof, and it does not ask for proof. And then proof comes again, like, later towards the end, where it says, and the rain beats on my roof if i still require proof and then later it's oh if i still require proof and then in parentheses like in the background she's gone
0: i like like the lo- it's like beating in the loneliness so hard like as if i need any more reason to think i'm alone the rain is making me feel like i'm alone Wait, so is,
1: is, is the rain the one that's like asking or not asking for proof
0: it's like he's not asking for proof and yet the rain is still presenting him with his own loneliness you know yeah like as if i needed any more reminder that she's gone and i'm by myself
1: that just there, there's something about the way that it uses like proof as an idea that just you know it's one of those things that like hits your soul man
2: yeah
0: yeah, and it's like it's such a factual word for such an emotional situation, which is like mm-hmm. always so sad because you know they're like, I don't know, they're
1: going through it. It just it makes that so much more painful that it's just like, I don't know that it is so factual when they're going through this emotional thing that like at to some extent like this is factual and like. You know she's <laughs> she's fucking gone and she's there's gone. nothing to change about that <laughs> even though you have these like whirlwind of emotions
0: mm-hmm.
1: also I gotta say the second to last stanza I must admit she knew her mind and it will not take her long to find another place where the sun will shine oh. I really love that especially just the I must admit she knew her mind just like there's something about that where it just makes the the mood of the breakup so clear where she was like this isn't right for me I'm going head out <laughs> And, like, and you
0: can't, like, blame her for that, because she right. knows herself.
1: And there's nothing that you can do to stop it.
0: Well, the idea of the person who's breaking up with you being happy is a brutal thing <laughs> to be thinking
1: about. Right, just to, to know that they're moving on to a better place <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're just stuck there.
0: That's, like, a thing I've thought about a lot, is, like, the inevitability of your lover finding somebody else. that that's an okay thing but like how do you convince yourself that that's an okay thing and how do you just begin to even have that thought in your mind and not have it eat you
1: and also how do you justify like you know feeling in moments previous like you know if if you were like actually in love with them and you thought Mm -hmm. like this person is perfect for me how do you justify later like that not being the case anymore like you have to do some weird like and this is something that I think about a lot with like, like almost like a separation of who a person is based on when they exist.
0: No, definitely. That's a great. That's a great idea.
1: Like, like, do you ever think of like your past self as like, just like a different person from your present self?
0: Oh, you know, I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you it's make fun <laughs> of me for thinking that. Yeah. Okay, I have
1: made fun of you for <laughs> thinking that, but I've, I've, I've thought about that a lot, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, like, one of my examples for this is, I realized I have a lot of, uh, pet peeves, um, <laughs> like, where I just, like, get really annoyed. It's happened a lot during quarantine where, like, my clothes, like, won't be put away and, or they'll, they'll be on the floor, or my bathroom won't be a mess, or I'll have, like, dirty dishes in my room. All of these things that just drive me crazy. And I realized that it's all because of me. Like all, <laughs> Most pet peeves aren't supposed to be because you're the one doing it to yourself. It's like things other people do. But I am my own enemy when it comes to my pet peeves. But then I think... It's the like the past you. Is it me? Yeah. yeah, it's the past me that's really the enemy here. So I just need to be mad at the, my past self. So then my present self is trying to look at my past self to try to figure out how I can make my future self clean things up. But the past self that didn't clean things up when they should have cleaned things up was the same as the present self, which is just thinking about all these different versions of the self and not just picking up the goddamn clothes.
0: Well, that was a- <laughs> that was an intense ending too with the idea of, like, wow, present- mm. <laughs> Right,
1: I, like, I try to- I try to, like, separate it and think of, you know, these, like, three distinct, like, different me's, but in doing that, I am just not- <laughs> I'm not picking up the clothes. I think the problem is with humans' obsession
0: with forever and with lasting things. Because I think love isn't forever because nothing is forever and as soon as you accept that this is a thing that feels great in the moment and will at one point end for one reason or another, things will be better, you know? And then I guess that somehow extends to your own persona. Like there is no constant you. The only constant you is you perceiving yourself as you and then acting in the way you think you would act. Mm-hmm. and then it becomes forever but your your persona is not guaranteed to last you until tomorrow like yeah. you have to put in that work
1: I would say the thing that like scares me the most which like I think that I'm like at most risk of like falling victim to is just always viewing the present from the future or from the past Wow. and not like viewing the present from the present you know like like you you think like oh like i'm 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 gonna regret this i'm gonna realize that this was a bad decision even if it's not a bad decision but then you just feel like almost like regret or like something was wrong in the moment because it's not going to be right for you in the future
0: oh and i I wonder if that's a side effect of technology or some version of that you know of media or something like because when i bet i don't know tv and That kind of thing has changed my perception of time and the way that events unfold, because now I don't think of my life as moments, I think of it as a more linear story with places I'm going to go and recount and all of that.
1: So do you think of your life more as like, is it moments and like fragments, or is it just like a line? I think
0: it's moments and fragments, but I, I get what you mean about thinking about how I'm gonna think about it, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm already perceiving the event as it's occurring, not in the way I should be. I guess. I feel that. <laughs> that All was right. Some wisdom. This is. Think.
1: I think that this is some great <laughs> wisdom, and I'm excited for the next song. Um, and with like the the physical forty-five that I have here, there's obviously not much that I can like you know know about the song really um but i can i do know that this song is very very short Uh, um and i'm i'm interested to see what it has in store for us what is it called it's called once was a time i thought (laughs) let me read that again because it's i'm not once was a time i thought
0: well these are How can this not go
1: directly with what we were just talking about?
0: Mamas and the Papa songs, I've never heard of any of these.
1: Once was a time I thought.
0: Um, oh, this is, this is one of those weird vinyls where each side is from a different album.
1: Yeah, it must be like a compilation or something. I don't know, but it's weird to have like a, what I think is gonna be like a 45 second song. I'm really hyped for this. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm looking at the YouTube video. It's like a minute. (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Wait, this is weird. (laughs) I mean, let's go for this wonderful minute song. It might suck
2: Once was a time I thought that love could be sold above and everything fell in place for me The fashion of passion I'd rationed with caution because of the notion the potion of passion had never been passed to me But since it was sunny and sunny, I went for a stroll. But peanuts and pigeons and people put me in a hole. A blessing, refreshing, and you did unfold. Dispelling, depressing, distressing salt from my soul. Once was a time I thought that luck could be sold or ball, and everything fell in place for me. The fashion of passion I rationed with caution because of the notion the potion of passion had never been passed to me. But now with you by my side, I find that I feel so
1: satisfied. Somebody must have lied to me. Huh. Wow. I don't know. I I mean, honestly, I kind of loved it.
0: Yeah, that was ballsy. It
1: was, it was so cool. It was so fun to listen to. Like, it's just playing with sounds in like a a different way from how music normally is
0: right was it all a cappella? i could barely hear any instruments
1: uh it might have been
0: they took breaks they took pauses there were moments of silence in this song that's very rare
1: but it was like moments of silence in like such a short song and it was just it's so many words like, this is one Do of the greatest tongue twisters ever. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like. it's
0: definitely... It reminds me of, like, old, old folk songs. Like, like the the foreign ones, I guess. Like, European kind of things that are, like, all, like, quirky and funny.
1: I'm trying to, like, parse out, like, the actual meaning of it. Because I didn't get the lyrics up until halfway through, which... Like...
0: I feel like it might just be kind of, like, intentionally, like juxtaposing images and stuff like just saying things for the sake of saying things
1: well I think that like from the end some it's saying okay so once was a time I thought that love could be sold or bought and everything fell in place for me isn't it saying that when love couldn't be sold or bought that's when everything worked and then the fashion uh. of passion I rationed with caution because of the notion of potion of passion
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> yeah, this just, is
0: like this is theater
1: warm up. Is, isn't even it genuinely song? is, but it would be way better to theater warm up than what we already did. Than anything we've done. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Um, no, the fashion of fashion, I ration with caution.
0: Okay, I think like, at first they because once was a time suggests past like past like not anymore. So at one point in their life, they thought love was a was a product, but now that I've met you. I feel so satisfied. Somebody must have lied to me. So now they're saying, "Oh, I take back what I said before. And love is actually this free thing that has nothing to do with the product."
1: Okay, so it's saying it's saying that somebody must have lied to me about be, love being something sold and bought.
0: Yeah, that's that's what my interpretation
1: of it is. What do you think? I think that's I think that's correct. At first, I was thinking it was doing like a double switch but that's mm-hmm. too complicated i think that it just come on this has got to be so fun to say i'm just going to read this to myself like when we're a, with the podcast just because it's a fun thing to say
0: we should do it before we start every podcast so that we can actually enunciate <laughs> but enunciate, so lame. i actually well, I, this just clicked for me and now i really like this song at first i was kind of annoyed at how like twee it was but
1: now that we kind of have a meaning for it i feel like it's pretty cool and powerful and weird I also just, like, the fashion of passion I rationed with caution. I think that's, like, aside from how cool it sounds and how, like, it's, like, they're all near rhymes, like, caution doesn't rhyme with fashion, but fashion and passion kind of rhyme, passion and ration rhyme, and ration and, I guess ration and caution don't really rhyme. But there's something about it that still, like, works very well.
2: Wow.
0: Like, normally I would hate this, but I think they really pull it off.
1: (laughs) I, I think they pull it off. I really enjoyed it. Such a weird song. Um, it's it's got to be one of the most unique ones we've had on this show.
0: Yeah, this is already it. Okay, wait. I just, I feel like, because I, so in the beginning of quarantine, I watched a million music documentaries, like mm-hmm. multiple a day with my mom, and it was so much fun. And we, le- we learned a lot about like the Laurel Canyon scene in the 60s, and the Mamas and the Papas were like a huge part of it. So I have all of this random knowledge, but none of it is as applicable as I thought it would be. <laughs> like, I guess just I wanted to say that I appreciate Mama Cass, who's like, uh, like, she's one of the singers in the band. And the other singer is Michelle. And everyone likes Michelle because she's like way prettier, but she doesn't do any of the writing. Like she literally just sings.
1: <laughs> Wait, so who's the one that does the writing?
0: Mama Cass and... Oh man, her name is Mama. Her? Or her, oh, her, her name is Cass Elliot, but everyone calls her Mama Cass, because she's like the mama of Mamas and the papa.
1: Do they That's all start cute. with like Mama something or Papa something?
0: She's the only one because she's like the cool guy or the cool girl, like the one who like actually does shit.
1: <laughs> like she's the actual mother of the band?
0: and writer. Yeah. Okay, And she like, she do, did all of the stuff for like civil rights on the side. Like she worked with Don uh, John Denver for like voter registration and stuff and, like, they would, like, fly across the country and, like, try to get people involved in civil rights. That's pretty And funny. yet, she's never talked about because she's not nearly as attractive as the other person in the band, and that's a bummer.
1: That's frustrating. But do you think that there's something for, like, something to be said for the the kind of attention that you're going to get just for, like, being attractive maybe is not the attention that an actual artist wants? Like, they they want the attention from people like you that are more inclined to like mm-hmm. actually look at their writing, and then they can continue to, you know, they, they maybe don't have to sell out as much because they aren't like the person that the paparazzi are following.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I guess they're just lucky enough that they got to a point where they were big enough to have the superficial fans and the deeper fans, because a lot of bands never get that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I mean, how how big of a band were they? they were
0: massive for the time they were you know california dreaming that song that's like one of the biggest songs of all time
1: yeah the (laughs) on spotify it almost has 300 million listens
0: i think you and i like sang that or something with our recorders (laughs) at school (laughs) in like fourth grade i don't know
1: i forget how it goes right now can you sing it for
2: me a little bit
0: all the leaves are brown. Oh, yeah. And is. the sky is great. It's such a great oh, song. It's so creepy. It was probably one of the first songs I reacted to, just in general, too, because I remember being scared of it for some reason. That's my reaction with a lot of the first songs I heard. I was Like, the first good songs I heard, I was always afraid of them. <laughs> afraid
1: of it. Also, wait, they have Dream a Little Dream of Me on here. Did they write that? Uh, actually, I don't remember.
0: I, I think it might be a cover. Because
1: that's a wonderful song, too. I bet they oh, did, like, awesome, like, harmonies. Also, the way that it just, like, ended on such a dissonant chord for oh, Somebody Must Have Lied to Me, that was, like, it was just the perfect end to a weird-ass song.
0: And the best part is, like, it's not traditionally satisfying, but it's, like, way more actually satisfying, like, when yeah. you're, like, invested in But if you were kind of, like, listening and passing, it might have felt, like, kind of a misleading ending. There's this, there's a thing that I learned, I actually, like, put this together in my mind, like, a few days ago. Like, the mamas and the papas were super influential for the bands that came after, like the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac, and like uh, mm-hmm. all these other guys. And then those bands were like super influential to like modern rock. Or I guess modern rock is old rock anyway now. So basically, the Mamas and the Papas deeply influenced popular culture, but there's so many stages behind, like they're from such a long time ago mm-hmm. that they don't get addressed a lot.
1: I mean, I think that's like one of the coolest things about art is my my junior year english teacher was obsessed with the word palimpsest um (laughs) and it it basically it comes from literally like way back in the olden days i don't know what like era exactly but basically they didn't have enough paper um and they would just kind of like reuse the same paper and just kind of like scrape off the letters but you could still see them so it was like this layered like text where you could see like from many many years ago if you look really closely there's like this these faded letters that have been like like wiped off like lazily so it's wow. just like this like weird layering over time that happens and that's a huge thing with art where when you have things that inspire things that inspire things that inspire things there's like just very deep in that is you know there there are just so many different layers and there's like the mamas and papas are A couple of layers deep in our popular culture, and then there's things that inspired the mamas and the papas that you know are even deeper down. But that's that's an awesome way
0: of looking at it, and like faded words is a really interesting version of
1: that. It's like it's like faded, but it's still kind of there. Anyway, my English teacher would probably start orgasming if she knew that I brought this up.
0: (laughs) Now. I'm having a breakthrough based off of what you said because when we heard this Tongue Twister-ass song, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, like we were saying, like those old kind of folk rhymes and stuff. So now I'm thinking those old European folk rhymes are responsible for a majority of popular music in the 21st century. Like, that's a crazy thought.
1: It's just crazy how, like, everything is responsible for inspiring everything and then there's, like, nuggets of just... I don't, I don't know, it, it feels like there are nuggets of complete originality, which uh-huh. are like the, the new layers that people put on top of old works that just like, I don't know, you just like bring so much inspiration together and then, it's, and then you create something new even though it's from mainly old things.
0: That's a big conversation cuz I'm in this trademark class right now and everyone's always talking about like oh what's originality what's like fair use like what's mm-hmm. transformative and like I just feel like that's such a people get so caught up in that concept and it's like of course you're going to be inspired by things like what's the point if you're not inspired like like you're totally right we wouldn't be yeah. anywhere without innovation on top of old things
1: right in- innovation is like synthesis of past information with some creativity and mm. a, a new layer
0: it's like and that's it's pretty moments, wise. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> pretty <laughs> I it's moments like this where I feel like closer to the concept of music as a whole. Like I feel like I'm a student of some larger school that's like beyond my comprehension. And every now and then I'll get these little like moments where I f- like I feel like I'm understanding something greater. And that sounds so pretentious,
1: but <laughs> I mean, I don't know, <laughs> I maybe it sounds pretentious, but I think that we are. And I think that's like some of the greatest moments on this podcast The most fulfilling Of course, the yeah. talking about like, you know Sonic, um, fan <laughs> sonic. <is> also <laughs> Almost as important
0: And I mean, they, they don't exist Without each other, like you have to Have a vessel, you know To exactly. have these breakthroughs in the first place well, I appreciate it
1: Wow, we are one record into the <laughs> podcast And we've already <laughs> That's Had a 70 good sign. breakthroughs um, I feel like the next one Is just going to be totally shit though
0: yeah, honestly. But I don't, don't
1: let me jinx us.
0: This is a Mama cast Appreciation podcast. I'm sorry you died. We love you.
1: Your legacy lives on. <laughs> Alright, are you ready for the next one? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm a little um the title makes me a little uncomfortable. Uh, it has it has it doesn't have to be pedophilia. But it seems like it. It just says, the title is You're 16 by Johnny Burnett. We
0: know this one. Uh, I think this was, like, I listened to this, like, on my birthday
1: a while ago. It it feels vaguely familiar, but I'm not sure Uh, um, if the lyrics are, like, creepy or not. I think,
0: okay, there's multiple versions of the song, if I remember correctly. And some of them have plot twists where she's older, and some of them don't. Like, oh, yeah, okay, so the one that I remember was called uh, You're Only 16, and it's, like, a, a Motown song, and, like, at the end, they're, like, and I'm 15, and it's, like, oh, it's so funny because he's <laughs> young, too, ah. but I don't know if that's the original.
1: <laughs> well, the first one that comes up is by Ringo Starr, but this is by <laughs> <Wait. young> Johnny <Ringo. laughs> Wait, Ringo covered this yes, song? Yes, Ringo Starr. I think that he he wrote his own original one. Oh my god. Okay, I'm
0: excited for this. And if the narrator is actually fifteen. I I really wanna know what version of this it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay, we'll see.
3: Sixteen, you're beautiful and you're mine You're my baby, you're my pet We fell in love on the night we met You touching my hand, my heart went pop And ooh, when we kissed, we could not stop You walked out of my dreams into my arms Now you're my angel divine You're sixteen, you're beautiful and you're mine You're 16, you're beautiful and you're mine You're 16, you're beautiful and you're mine Well, you're my baby, you're my pet We fell in love on the night we met You touched my hand We could not stop, you walked out of my dreams, in my heart. now well, you're my angel divine. You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. Well, you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine.
0: Well, no twists. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so this was not the song I was thinking of. I need your help now. This is, oh, I gotta choose my words carefully. Okay. I found the version I am used to. It's by Sam Cooke and it's called Only 16. I love Sam And if I'm remembering it correctly, I think it has a similar melody. So I don't know if they're related to each other. I think we should listen to the Sam Cooke version right now on air and see if I'm insane or not. Oh, this is a great song. I forgot about how good this
3: well, song.
0: I, I don't know. Are they the same? I don't know if they're the same.
1: I, can't I, tell. I, I'm not here. Well, we can listen to the beginning of the song.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah, think so.
1: I don't think they're the same.
0: I don't think so, but are there two major released pop songs in the 60s about a 16 year old girl?
1: I guess like 16 year old girls were fair game.
0: <laughs> oh wait, I have a great YouTube comment. I wanted, Holy shit. I,
1: yes, please read it.
0: Jeff says, True, then 60 years later she told me she was in fact 15. Oops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oops.
0: Oops. What's this linger one?
1: Okay, so mine is I remember the first time I heard this song 1959 I used to sing it to my girlfriend Who I married when she turned 16 She's gone now But the memories still linger Oh, wow There's something so haunting about that
0: Oh, linger is a very specific word choice That is gonna keep me up at night Linger
1: That's that's why that was the word that I wanted to highlight
0: Wait, so was 16 like the old age of
1: consent or something? Was it? I I mean, if if they're able, sorry, I'm I'm doing a little deep dive onto Rebel from nineteen forty four, which is the the person that commented that, and they're subscribed to God is my judge, the resistance, John Brahma, and John E Hoover.
2: <laughs>
1: um, but I just okay. Anyway.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. There's a there's a massive trend with people talking about how they waited until being sixteen or getting in trouble for being younger than sixteen. So maybe it was like a social thing, like not a legal thing, but like a taboo. To
1: wait until they're sixteen, and then you have to do get married stuff. I think that that might that might kind of make sense, especially with like, is that where like sweet sixteen came from? Because there's not actually anything special about turning sixteen, like in your right. current culture but maybe that's why sweet 16 was a thing because now you can get married and have babies
0: oh my god <laughs> that's a good point I always just assumed it was like transition to teens but like real teens you know like 15s not but then wait okay this is kind of an interesting thing When I, a lot of my like formative memories as like actually becoming a young adult happened when I was 15 and I could have sworn I was 16 and then wait, I was like, like, like you baby... recently
1: realized that you were actually 15
0: yeah, like, my first real, like, the long-distance girlfriend and, like, all of the memories that, like, or all the emotions that that brought out and, like, the responsibility and the accountability and stuff that, like, I started to hold on myself. Is this I the was past 15. version of Riley? It was, yeah, it's, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. And, like, now, I'll, like, my cousin will be 15 or so. I'll hear that number in passing, and I assume it's so young. And then I'm, like, holy shit, like, we were dealing with some very heavy things when we
1: were 15, like... yeah 15 like you're kind of a real person it's weird to think of like people younger than you being a real person because you always feel like you're just barely becoming a real person every year yeah (laughs) but i think that yeah you you were a real person but you're always just barely becoming a real person
0: yeah you never become a real person there's no there's no number you reach in your life where you're gonna be oh i did it
1: (laughs) yeah that being said age of consent is still real
0: (laughs) that's good that we stand by that (laughs) please abide by the
1: law (laughs) is this song problematic now i don't think so i don't think so i think it's the weird part is that like like the 16 part just doesn't have to be in there at all like it just it does not have to do with the rest of the song None of the other lyrics would like have to change if it literally said eighteen, um, but but just it's just the emphasis of the sixteen that like makes it feel weird. Like there's no reason to emphasize it, but the you know the the writer of the song or like the speaker in the song is clearly obsessed with that concept.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a case of. Us not being aware of what it was like at the time. And I do think it was probably just a different thing, you know.
1: How do you like the song other than that?
0: I didn't like it very much. It you made didn't? me think of the Sam Cooke version, which is much better. And they're not the same song, so.
1: I gotta say, I kind of like the fun vibe of it. I didn't I didn't like the, the, the 16 part, um, mm. but... No, the rest of it. Also, it is a cover of Ringo Starr's song. No way! Johnny Burnett covered it? I think so. I don't think that... Ringo, what are you doing? Like, Ringo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait no. R- Ringo was the cover. Sorry.
0: Okay, good. That would be weird. But I the cover like Ringo, is more popular. Because Johnny Burnett was... he was old. Speaking of which, have you seen that... The thing that Ringo Star tweeted out, where it was like all of America voted for Ringo. <laughs> no, it's really great. It's like an actual thing that the actual Ringo Star tweeted. I'll try to find it. It's just like him in front of a map, and it's like Donald Trump zero, Joe Biden zero, Ringo Star one hundred. One hundred. He gets all of the votes. No one votes for how anyone. <laughs> how our college works.
1: But <laughs> but I appreciate
0: it. So good.
1: <laughs> Wait, is this this is not the real Ringo Star?
0: No, it what is. The He's the only f- Beatle. What is
1: his Twitter feed?
0: He's the only Beatle who actually manages his Twitter. Everyone else has accounts. There yeah,
1: because everyone else account. is actually important. But, like, do you, <laughs> do you see the video of him just doing peace signs? Oh, yeah, it, like, that's And like, crossfades? Or, like, <laughs> how he posted three moose pictures in a row? <laughs> and it said... Okay, the first one says, Oh, it's you, Ringo. Peace and love. And then a ton of emojis. And then the second one says, Well, look who's there. Peace and love. Peace and love. Then a bunch of emojis and then the last one is surprise surprise how beautiful what a great start to peace and love Friday peace and love ringo star I guess that's what he's saying there's also one where he has a screenshot of
0: he, he doesn't even edit out the screenshot <laughs> he crop it out
1: but he like has like a full photo here why doesn't he just copy the photo he just well he does it.
0: not he doesn't look bad for his age he
1: still's got the whole he, black beard he's somehow not at all what I expected him to look like God Ringo. Does he have <laughs> the peace cross and love? <laughs> <laughs> How many times that's, does he say peace and love in his Twitter feed?
0: I mean like that's like his whole like that's what he's known for. It's like that and the peace sign. Or that's what he thinks he's known for at least.
1: Peace and love, peace and love. I like that the, about, yeah. the emojis are like slightly different in each of them. My Peach favorite is. inclusions are um sometimes he has broccoli. And a rhino he has apparently. cherries.
0: <laughs> uh, Whoa He's hanging out with one of the guys from the Eagles Wait that's so weird Why is he doing that You're not allowed to crossbreed It's just like why, It's like a whole different era Why are, why are they friends <laughs> I think they're allowed to be friends <laughs> But Oh my god there's multiple photos of them
1: What the fuck i just want to appreciate how he's just like he's just like a shitty motivational speaker he says today is a good day to come together right now peace and love and be safe come together
2: you
0: know? he said the thing
1: he, he said the thing oh my yeah God.
0: he didn't do any of it yeah
1: all right i'm getting lost in ringo's eyes and i feel like we should okay. keep listening we should change this. yeah we are one hour in but only halfway through the songs Maybe it isn't the guests that make the podcast longer. Maybe it was us the whole time.
0: Maybe the guests make it shorter
1: honestly No we're, we're gonna we're gonna bang the next three songs out in zero minutes so then we can have a one hour podcast. Sound good
0: Okay yeah but right before the last thing is yes. Joseph Kane under your 16 says Angela you may be 37 but you're beautiful in your mind.
3: Oh, you sure have changed I beg your pardon But I'm still in love with you My nights have been so long Without you here My days have been so long You gave me your love Kingdom just for two. Just like a fool, I ran away and left your love so true. I beg your pardon, but I'm still in love with you. for two Just like a fool I ran away And left your love So true I beg your pardon
0: the the choir
1: (laughs) you sound really enthusiastic about it
0: i liked okay this is this is gonna sound like i'm being mean but i do like how short it was i think it didn't overstay its welcome.
1: i i agree with that it's like lyric wise it's it's pretty short and you know also like lengthwise but there is something nice about it just like being very self-contained and small he
0: said, I met you two years ago, and they're coming back now. And if you met her two years ago, and she was 16, he's 18, she's 18 now, and now she's legal.
1: Oh my god, you're right. That's good. Also, wait. So, what, what exactly is the story? Were they together before?
0: I think so, because he took her love and ran away.
1: Like, they were together, he got freaked out, and he left. <laughs> and now he's like i'm still in love with you now that i see you again
0: i think so yeah which i don't know i think the beginning i like it and then it kind of loses me later on
1: well it's interesting because if he's really saying like from the in the first stanza it's like i beg your pardon but don't i know your name that's like a such like a distant connection but then it but then a little bit later he's saying i beg your pardon but i'm still in love with you like that's so much more extreme there's some like disconnect in the familiarity there
0: right i beg your pardon that's like i'm sorry but i have to tell you (laughs) i'm sorry you got a life in the two years that i left you but
1: i'm gonna come crashing in again also wait so they 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 met two years ago (laughs) and all all how long ago did they break up
0: oh it's so funny i think it's over dramatic this well, is an it's an interesting time. title. I kind of like the I beg your pardon. Like why is that the part he chose? Like like they don't know each other anymore. Like
1: that's what you'd say to someone you don't you're not really close with. Okay, okay. Wisdom, right? <laughs> the idea of like are you the girl I met 2 years ago? If so, you sure have changed. It's like is that the same person because she is a different person now because like time has passed and she's had different experiences and has different viewpoints and what is a person except for their viewpoints and experiences. So oh, there is, it it's, it's, it's the, you know, the, the timing of the person and uh, who they are then. So wow. I think that there is, that there could be something there.
0: No, I actually, I do agree with you. I think the way I interpret it is like they're going back to zero kind of. He's, like, he's unsure of, like, talking to her. Yeah. Like, sheepishly introducing yourself to
1: someone who used to be this important to you is kind of an interesting concept. And also just, like, the, the idea that he was the one that spurned her is... But but he also still loves her. It's a, it's a little more complicated than a typical, you know, song romance dynamic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, he covered Let's Think About Living.
1: Let's Think About Life.
0: On the same album.
1: Oh my wow. god, we had that song.
0: <laughs> I don't have much to say about this guy. I liked this song more, I think, than the last one.
1: I think overall I did I did enjoy this song. I thought it was sweet. It was cute. Um, It wasn't, like, super, like, shocking or extremely exciting one way or the other um, but I do like the idea of I beg your pardon I think that's kind of a cool
2: I don't
0: know just and like, I think yeah. yeah I mean just the different ways he could have named it and the fact that he chose that one I think is good I respect it
1: it's very respectable <laughs> that's what an artist wants just like wants someone to say the best I can do is respect
0: <laughs> I think we should have a thing where, like, the the vinyl crackle will, like, start, like, when we're taking too long. Like, you know what? The award ceremonies will, like, start playing the music. We,
1: like, do that to ourselves. <laughs> we have a set like amount of time. I'm, I'm, I like that idea. Idea approved. Make it happen. It will suffocate creativity, but that's okay. But we're supposed to suffocate creativity because creativity is lame.
0: Yeah. It's all about corporate music now, that's what's in.
1: <laughs> okay Riley, okay. I jumped the gun and I just <laughs> pulled one out and I'm excited because what's it called? it's, what's it called? What's it's it? the first one in a while that we've actually had that has like some art with it. I don't know if it's really art, it's mainly just like patchy weird silver something. Um, it just says in really big black like broken letters, bench, bench, <laughs> and then along the side it says, "Hey Mister." I don't know what is what. Um, okay, "Hey Mister" is the single, and Bench is the band, and and the la- the label is Noiseville. <laughs> Noiseville. <laughs> Did you make that, that up? That's cool.
0: No, I found it on Discord. That's awesome.
1: But you know the coolest thing about this is that it's What's pure that? white. Oh. Like wow. like the actual vinyl is. And Wait, I've never had is one this. Is one like this the first
0: color vinyl?
1: No, we had one a while ago that's red, but that was one of the sympathy for the record industry ones. I'm just Do you have any sure. writing on yours?
0: Like is there any Wow, that's pretty. Damn. Is there any, like, a a letter to you or anything?
1: On the back, there's a lot over here.
0: Because I feel... Yeah, this is insane.
1: These are just, like, details about, like, exactly who was... Like, who recorded it.
0: Apparently, there are only 33 of these in existence.
1: Wait, really? Or in existence on Discogs?
0: Well, okay, I'll read you the little thing. This is, like, on the one that they're, they are selling on Discogs. And it says, dearest lucky bastard, <laughs> you hold in your sweaty palms an advanced test pressing of the forthcoming seven inch single from Bench. There are only 33 of these. So they went out to the most important addresses on our mailing list. The regular release will be in December ninth, 1992. But it looks like yours is exactly the same as theirs. It but could I be. guess we would, but I guess test pressing is different than official release wait so what does it say on this this circle other than bench is it just bench
1: like in the actual thing on one yeah. side on one side it just it says let's see bench and then it has A side is hey mister B side is out back and then it just says music music bench lyrics bowery <laughs> and it just like it's very messily written but it still it looks kind of cool with this weird like faded patchy art that doesn't actually look like anything this reminds me a lot of Crawl Space Head it does it reminds me of that too which I don't know is necessarily good (laughs) Um, but we'll see looking forward to it also both songs are exactly four minutes and one second
0: four minutes damn but like
1: they're also the exact same length that's a little weird um, that yeah, and it's it's um, thirty three rpm instead of forty five.
0: And only thirty three of them exist. It's all a conspiracy. Wow. It is a
1: conspiracy. All right, should we go for it? It's yeah. a, it's a long one. Fast, fast punk song. <laughs> I'm so ready for a punk song that goes that oversees its welcome by a lot.
0: Oh no, we've had enough of those.
1: Well, we're getting another.
0: that was the end.
1: Not, sorry. I didn't realize that that was the end, so I was not prepared.
0: Not good. I I declare it's not good. It was expectedly
1: not not very good. At least we had our standards. Free me. Free me from above. So, <laughs> I feel like this has to do with teeth. Oh yeah, teeth. Oh, Especially you know, the top wisdom teeth because you know they're being held from... in from the top part of the jaw, or like you know, bring like like your from... skull there. They're they're screaming to be freed from above. That or there was a weird part of it that seemed like I was listening really closely to the lyrics because I wanted to have something to say, and at some point it sounded kind of like, it said something about labor and then just like with the hey Mister repeated. I'm not sure if it's, like, harking back to, like, slavery or if it's some other kind of class thing, but it definitely seems to try to be in that realm.
0: Wow, I didn't put that together at all. Where do you get slavery from?
1: I think that from... There there were just, like, a couple of little hints about, like, this labor and the free me from above. Like, just, like, the idea of, like, needing to be, like needing to be freed by the person that is above you and like, like Mr. I mean, maybe, maybe slavery is too far, but I do think that it's at least something very classist where it's like, like who has to call someone else Mr. And this is Mr. like spelled out. Like, I think that it's, you know, blue collar workers, like that have to like be nice to richer people um but like are are also just like somehow indebted to them but it's also just kind of noise
0: <laughs> I mean I, I yeah I guess you're giving it the benefit of the doubt
1: I'm just I'm, I mean I feel more like I'm trying to pull meaning out of it since it's kind of not good <laughs>
0: This makes me miss the last band we had cuz remember that one band we found on Facebook which one Forgot what their name was, but with Nina and uh, Kevin.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: they were like, they had personality. I didn't like the music, but I I liked them. Was that Creature Did? Creature Did. That was what it was called. These guys, I'm like desperately searching. I found their names. I found their website, but their website doesn't exist anymore. It's just, I don't know. Bench. (laughs) Bench. That's just... Great. I think it's a good band
1: name. It's I fun. think it is Someone a good band name, but, like, why?
0: <laughs> but, like, what does it mean? I don't know. I like the punk band names that are just, like, word. <laughs> yeah. Noun.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I still love Beef Trust and Creature Did and Bald Guys and Creamers. All of the ones that have terrible music have good band names.
0: No, there's definitely something to say about that. Like, it's aesthetic over any sort of actual music theory that's what a lot of punk is yeah they kept Which going until 2006 from what i can see
1: um i'm it's trying to time. debate if we should like keep on talking about them or just get get through listening to the next song so then we can yeah, it's just maybe we'll just have something life. to talk about but probably not but i i, okay. I just want to power through um, Let's do it. What did I say this one was called?
0: It, something over. Something it was called, over. Oh, let me. Out back. Out back. Out, out, out back. back. I would like it if I saw it live and was high that would be fun or drunk I guess drunk is more appropriate for a punk show
1: yeah that's probably more appropriate I gotta say I wasn't fully sure that I remembered to flip over the final
0: yeah no, you could <laughs> definitely tell me that that was the first song I
1: would. I, I really wish that small bands whose lyrics I can't find would enunciate better so I can try to pull something but I can't even understand what they're saying Oh yeah, here we go back to the the old debate. Okay, but do you right. think that their think lyrics right. were valid in this one? Especially since they haven't published them online and and I mean, that's way. a valid is a heavy word. I think it's valid. All right, well, I mean, therefore I win the argument. Oh, also, wait, wait, wait <laughs> no, I had, I had something good. I had something good. Ready? <laughs> okay. Yeah. This yeah. song was yeah. actually. It, it, I'm really glad that it fit our theme because I need to take out. My Back Teeth. Out Back was the name of the song. Back, out, out, back, back, out, back,
0: out Back! You had to remind me, but I back. got it. Yeah. But I got it, and that's some genius stuff
1: right there. And I've already exhausted everything that I thought I could say, possibly say about this song.
0: Well, I think we did it good. I think we <laughs> I think we gave him, gave him a shot. Gave him a fair shot. Let us down a few times, but that's fine. That's
1: just fine. It's fine. Um, it looks kind of cool. I think I've mentioned this before, but um, I take, like, the cool art that we find, and I pin it up, Mm -hmm. um, like, right behind my record player. So my music taste, as represented by this, is terrible (laughs) punk rock. It's, it's like, three really bad punk outputs. It's just, like, it's many. And then there's also Sergeant Barry Sadler. Um, And then there's Julian Lennon. I like that we both agree on these albums
0: and that we don't have to talk about them or pretend that we care
1: i'm i'm glad
0: for that too i feel a genuine uh weight taken off my chest now that we've heard both of the songs and don't have to talk about them
1: me too i'm just annoyed that i have to record them and i feel bad that we have to make our listeners listen to it
0: But you know what? Yeah, no one listens to the end of the podcast anyway.
1: I have something just, like, totally unrelated to talk about. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's it's related to how I, you know, behind my record player I have these, like, album things pinned. But then um, I've talked about before how I, like, have, like, just album covers just, like, covering one of my walls. But I put it there with some flimsy scotch tape. So they, like, fall off sometimes. And it's annoying to pin them back on. So what I decided to do, instead of, like, you know, taping them better and attaching them more firmly, is to turn it into a metaphor and a game <laughs> of how... Whoa. and a game. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, these songs, like, represented, like, a, like they, a huge part of my identity when I put them up. And it's just, like, a perfect snapshot of, like, that piece of myself when I put it up. And parts of that are, like, falling away. Yeah. And, you know, like, in, like, right now I'm, like, I'm the main character of my own story, right? Or, like, I should be. Sometimes I'm not, which isn't good. Sometimes, like, but, like, ho- hopefully the present you is the main character of your story. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't feel like that, but that's when you're, like, depersonalizing. And that's not a good thing. So, the idea is, you know, over time, and, like, I think that this, I I don't think that my room is going to be used for anything else, so I think that these will literally, like, stay here for years and years to come. Over time, these will fall away, and I will lose, like, certain pieces of my identity, but the strong ones will stick. Whoa. And... But how, do you put them up with the same thing? Like nope so (laughs) that's another thing is it could be a song that I just like you know that day I was like oh that's kind of a cool song sure I'll add it to the wall um so it could be something that feels very inconsequential or it could be the song that remains super important to me for the rest of my life
0: and the only thing that will determine that is how well the tape is how
1: well the tape happens to stick and stay over time (laughs) <laughs> I will say, of of the songs that have fallen down um, so far, let's see, we got um, Sea of Dreams, um, which well, fell, which I think is probably good, because that means that the super depressing song doesn't define me. You're sad.
2: Yeah, you're um, sad is over.
1: Um, let's see. And George Harrison. There are a couple of St. Motel ones, but I don't think these are like significant ones, they're just good ones. Did you print them out? Yeah, I did print them out. So they're they're all printed out and like up on the wall with the tape. That's right. Really but cool. yeah, I think that so far none that like I hold really dear to my identity have fallen. So we're just going to assume that it's going to be a perfect 1 to 1. and hopefully like very gradually over many years these will fall down and eventually we'll see which songs are the most important to my identity and what i will carry with me throughout my life and what songs i'll lose as i change in form and morph
0: and i'm very excited to hear updates on this every week now, every you week tell i'll tell you
1: which ones fall down it's also possible that only the weak ones fell and not the rest of them are going to stay forever which at this point would be lame wow forever is a long time that's Forever That's is a pretty wild. long time. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a pretty clever rationalization for me being lazy and not actually cleaning this That's up. That's foreshadowing for the crazy future ahead. The crazy, crazy future. Um, okay, are you ready to do our our closing out thing? Yes. Can you do? Wiz- it, can you do wisdom. it with me at the same time? Okay. Count. Okay. Three wait uh, yeah okay three two one once was the time it's i thought that love big. could be sold or bought and everything <laughs> fell in place from the fashion of the passion